Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Korkun oku trap sonsun. Trap sonsun trap donsun. Tuni sons to hukcum durpotlan. Tadas totan durpotan borotan. Everybody, what's up? It's Adam Hunter. I am talking to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee, doing shows at the Comedy Catch all week, uh, tomorrow, tonight, as well as Sunday. And we got a great podcast for you because I like having you guys listen to me talk to amazing fighters. We got Anthony Smith on, Lionheart, who's just on a huge tear. He knocked out Rashad Evans, knocked out Shogun, is fighting Volkan coming up in a five-round main event from Canada. And we're going to talk to Rachel Blaze, who's a, uh, a ring girl and a model who has some problems with her boobs, so she'll explain all about that. But listen... Santa Cruz Medicinals makes potent lab-tested CBD formulas. Their 1,000-milligram CBD-infused coconut oil is amazing. You can add it to your coffee, to your shakes, or use topically to reduce inflammation. I'm telling you, the facts are this stuff helps you. Their 1,000-milligram olive oil is amazing to add to recipes and can make any recipe CBD-infused. My wife made this amazing dish the other day. We had chicken. We had all kinds of stuff. And she put the CBD olive oil on it. And it tasted great. I felt great. And I'm telling you, I'm in a lot of pain a lot of times. I train. I do wrestling. I do jiu-jitsu. I do Muay Thai. And I'm 40 years old. I'm not like I used to be. I'm not a spring chicken. I can't recover as fast as I could once when I was wrestling in high school. So instead, I take CBD and it helps me so much. Their products are gluten-free. They're sugar-free, lab-tested, and affordable. Just use MMA Roasted as your code. You get $5 off. Where can you pick it up? At scmedicinals.com. That's S-C-M-E-D-I-C-I-N-A-L-S.com. Check it out. I highly recommend them. I put the CBD oil in my coffee, and my day is so much better. I'm more relaxed. I'm more calm. I feel better. I'm more focused. Life is good. Also, people... Marijuana is legal in California, and there's no reason you should have to leave your house to get it. No, just go to speedweed.com. Go to at speedweed, follow them. They have everything. They have marijuana, they have vape, they have flowers. I had marijuana beef jerky the other day. It was delicious because I love beef jerky, and I love getting high when I eat beef jerky. They have all kinds of CBD. They have anything you need they got it. They have THC sex lube. Me and my wife, we get high while having sex, which is, and then we get even higher because we use the THC sex lube. It's amazing. I'm telling you. It's, just check them out. Go to speedweed.com. Mention the code ROASTED. You get $10 off, $100 or more. They will come right to you. Don't leave. They'll come to you. Speedweed. They're amazing. I cannot recommend them enough. Check them out. All right, let's talk to Anthony Lionheart Smith. Okay, so we're calling Anthony Smith right now. Anthony Lionheart Smith, who's on a killer winning streak. Hello? Anthony Smith. Hello, is Anthony Smith? Good, how you doing, man? 
Good. Congrats on the on the streak, man. You beat up Rashad Evans, then you beat up Shogun. Is uh, is Liddell versus Ortiz next? What's going on? All right. I think he hung up. Hey, Anthony Smith, how are you, man? Good, man. Sorry, I must have lost you. Uh, no, so I was saying, man, you're on this big streak. You beat, you're beating up the legends. You beat uh, Rashad, then you beat Shogun. Uh, do you want the winner of Chuck versus Tito? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, man, I just, I just fight whoever they put in front of me, and, and fortunately it's been you know, a couple pretty big names that's really helping me out. No, it's it's been great, man. You've now would you rather like you go out there and just get the job early, take no damage, or would you or do you prefer those like three round slugfests? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I would rather avoid any slugfest <laughs> at all possible. But, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm down for whatever that I'm down for whatever. You know, I, I, of course, I'd rather get in and get out as quickly as possible, but. Uh, yeah, man. Well, it was awesome. Sorry, I mean, man. I mean, you just—I mean, sorry, I don't even think—I don't even think Shogun actually is up yet. I, I think he's still knocked out. I mean, you, you're just fucking wrecking people. Uh, you're fighting Volkan next, right? Yeah, yeah. Fighting Volkan Rosemir October 27th in uh, Moncton, Canada. Wow. All right. Now, are you? Have you fought in Canada before? No, I've never even been to Canada before. Nice. Oh, you're gonna love it, dude. People are so nice in Canada. So nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, just to check out a new place and kind of get in front of a new, a new culture and a new group of people, man. I'm excited for it. Now, I'm excited for you, man, because, I mean, we had you on this show back when you were in the Victory Fighting Championship when you just, you know, were fighting Josh Neer. And now, like, you're pretty much, I think, one fight away from a, t a title shot. I think so. You know, and, and uh, I was actually going to say that at the beginning, man. I appreciate you always, always having me on and... and you know, always kind of following the journey along with, you know, man, I, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to think about just that, you know, as long as I can go in there and do what I think I'm going to do uh, to Vulcan, I, I do, I don't think that, I don't think that there's anything else I'd have to do to get a title shot. You know, you beat the number two dude, you know, the, the guy that's number one, you know, for whatever reason, isn't competing that often. And, and has already fought for the title. So, I, you know, I think I'm a fresh face, you know, and I don't want to be the guy that says that I deserve anything, but I don't know, I don't know what more they want me to do. No, I, honestly, and I think that uh, you're an exciting fighter. Now, Volkan has serious power in his hands. I mean, the guys he's knocked out, you look at Jimmy Manoa, a couple other guys that look really good before fighting him, and he puts them to sleep. You got serious power as well, but it looked like Cormier kind of, I wouldn't say exposed him, but it's just laid out the foundation to beating him. Uh, are you watching the Cormier fight and kind of studying that, or are you just going to do your thing? You, you know, the things that I take from the Cormier fight is, is, is nothing physical. You know, I, I think at this point in the game, everybody's got power. And I, and I, think, that, I think that Shogun is probably a more powerful puncher than Vulcan is. I think that, you know, Hector Lombard was probably a more powerful puncher than Vulcan is. At this point, I don't. I don't think that you know. Vul and Vulcan hangs his hat on that. Like I'm, I'm a really powerful guy. Like 
who fucking cares? Like, everybody's powerful at this point. Like, what what happens when that doesn't work? Like, what are you going to do? You know, I, I know that he's got every plan in the world to to come out and, and think that he's so powerful that he's just going to knock me out. And I, what happens when that doesn't happen? And and I think that's exactly what you see in the Cormier fight. He doesn't have a, a backup plan. There's he's very limited in his in his his mental capacity to deal with adversity. And you know and in the one time that he was in a bad situation in a fight, it, he, he broke and he curled up on a little ball. And, and I just, just mentally, I seen a lot of holes in his game. He, he, he just, I, I already feel like the physical part of it doesn't even matter because mentally I will I'll break him. But it's, it seems also wrestling seems to be kind of his weakness as well. Are, are you going to focus on your wrestling for, sure. for this? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I've always had a really a really good wrestling and, and, and ground game. I just don't always, I don't know for whatever reason. I guess I just haven't found the right opponent to be able to really open up that wrinkle in my game. But I, I think that I, I, I honestly, I, I would imagine that Vulcan's going to be the one that's going to be playing the clinch game more so than me. Right. Uh, and and I think that I, I really think that that's that's because he he. He, it's it's that mental capacity for adversity. Like he he knows that I'm that, that I'm just that as powerful, if not more, than him. And I think he knows that I'm the technically the better striker. So I mean, I really think he's going to play the same game that he played with OSP. He's going to try to take some heat off of me a little bit by pushing me up against the fence, and and I'm cool with that. But if I had, I mean, if I was to put money on it, I bet the Venus is the clinch battle before I do. It also seems that you get better in the third round. Like, I don't think you've ever lost a third round in your entire career. I mean, you've lost a lot of one, first round, <laughs> second round, but the third round, and this is a five-round fight, so that's got to play into your favor. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, a lot of people, you know, obviously don't like the whole five-round, you know, atmosphere of a fight, but I, I really, really enjoy it. I feel like it gives me a lot more time, and I don't have to stress out so much in the first and the second round, you know, like, so what if I, you know, if I if I start slow and and you know whatever happens and and I'm down a couple rounds, you know, if they're just real close, you know, so what? I can I still have three left, you know. So uh, I, I really enjoy the the five round atmosphere for sure. Now, are we training? We're training in Omaha again for this fight. Uh, I've done part of it here, and then uh, I'll do four weeks. The last four weeks in uh, in Denver. Uh, I've already done. A week and a half in Denver already, so oh, good, I'm kind of back good. and forth a little bit, bouncing back and forth. Now, are there other guys that you're bringing in to kind of emulate what Volkan's going to do? Yeah, yeah, there is. Nice. So you got. I'm some- going to do a lot of sparring with. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm going to do a lot of sparring with uh, Curtis Blades. Oh wow! So me and him are going to get some get some, and it kind of works for both of us. You know, uh, Francis is a is a long tall striker and and so am i so it kind of works for the both of us you know and it just gets another big body on me um and and you know he's in colorado you know we're we got a lot of close connections uh with each other so we might as well just get ready together um and then there's a there's a guy that stipe uses that we're bringing in and uh i think that's it it's just those two guys do you think your chin's gotten better at 205 than it was at 85 I don't know. I haven't been punched yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't, I don't think that I don't think anyone's landed a, a strike to my head since I've been at two hundred five. It just seems like some of these tall guys, like you and James Vick, and some of the other guys that like cut just cut twenty, twenty five, thirty, thirty five pounds, 
seems like they don't have enough time to get the water back in their head. So it's like they're. I agree. It seems like you'd be better off at this higher weight. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, a guy like James Vick, I, I do think he'd be a lot better at 170, but, you know. Yeah. Who am I, you know? No, no, 1,000%. 1,000%. Now, you got three daughters. I just got a new daughter. Uh, she's a month old. How do I get her to sleep at night? <laughs> You're just going to wait that shit out, dog. <laughs> there's, there's really nothing you can do about that. It, it's just, you know, my first two, my first two daughters, we're really good sleepers, so they, you know, they they wake up in the middle of the night and they eat, you know, they get them get on some boob and get full up, and then they sleep again for another four hours, and and that was decent. But my last, our last baby, she she was a terror, man. She, she's a twelve. She was she's fourteen months old, so just over a year, and she still is a pain in the ass oh, through the man. night. You know what I mean, like. I mean, it just it just depends. But at a, at a month old, it's, that's expected. It's going to be a little bit still. Uh, I I always like pick her up and I'm like, time for some titty, and then I just fucking put her into the, my wife's. Like I like airplane her <laughs> with an open mouth into my wife's nipple. I'm like, it's titty time. <laughs> and, then my, and then my wife looks. Awesome. How's wife, everything else going with that? Good, good. She's healthy. She's fun. I just I hate being on the road. Like I'm on right now. I'm in Tennessee doing comedy, and I I I just miss her. I've I've never wanted to. Stay home. I, I usually never turn down gigs. I'm always like, sure, where? Oh, a gig in uh, Omaha, 20 bucks and fucking tacos, I'm in. But, but now I'm just like, how much does it pay? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, just because I don't want to be away right, from, my, right. from like, my daughter. You know, like, I just don't want to yeah, be away from terrible, her. it's terrible, man. It's, it's a crazy feeling. Like, that's, it's a crazy feeling to, to love someone so much and just want to be around another, another thing so much. And, and I found that it... it you know, my relationship grew so much stronger with, with Michaela after we had kids that, you, you know, like that's the person that made that thing, you know, it's yeah. a crazy deal. No, 100%. And it's like my wife, I could, I think me being away from the wife for a couple, for like a week or so helps our relationship, but with the baby mm-hmm. it's different. I'm like, I could be away from the wife for a week and like, I think we're both sick of each other. The baby, I'm just right. like, I'm just like, no, I'm not sick of her at all. I'm just like, bring her back. Yeah. No. And then, well, and you know, I, my kids are far from grown. You know, my oldest is you know going to be seven soon, but uh, there, I haven't got sick of them yet. So yeah, I don't no. think that that's ever going to change either, man. And, and and getting and leaving them just never gets any easier. You know, it as they get older, they you know they get into a better routine of you being gone. But that almost hurts a little bit more that that they deal with it better. Than, than you will. I don't even mind changing diapers. I, I, have, I have fun with it. I'm like, it's okay. Everybody poops. I poop. Your mom poops. I, mean, I like hear she poops. You know, I'm always like trying to have fun with her. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, your mom's going to give me a blowjob as soon as you go to bed. I'm like telling her shit like this because she doesn't know what I'm saying. Like, I, always, I have so much fun with this kid. I'm, I'm, we're, 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 we're like dancing. I'm happy for you. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I love the, she doesn't know what I'm saying. So I, I just say like the most like funniest shit. I'm like, I'm like, your mom's friends are a bunch of stupid bitches, but your mom's hot. You know, I just say stupid things like that just to fuck with her. Uh, but yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I love it. You know, it's just, it's hard on the wife. And plus like, you know, she had to get like, uh, uh, you know, we haven't had sex in a while because it just. It took like a month after she had sex. And then, then while she was pregnant, I hated having sex. Right. I feel like I was getting too close to the baby. I don't want her first words being me too, <laughs> you know. I just felt like I was just too. But uh, Oh, that is hilarious. Uh, so uh, the fight tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, Woodley or Till, yes, who, do you, who do you have? Uh, 
You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Woodley. I'm gonna go with Woodley. And it, honestly, I'm a bigger fan of Till uh, and his fight style. I, I really like Darren Till's attitude. I, I love his mindset. I love how he approaches the game. I, I, he's exciting. He's powerful. I, I really, really am a huge fan of that guy. But I just don't think Tyron Woodley's going in looking for a fight. He can talk all the shit he wants, but we all know what Tyron's good at, and he's good at break, of breaking people down and, and and avoiding an actual fight. I think Darren Till's going in for a barn burner, and Tyron Woodley's going to be smart, and he's going to do what he's got to do to keep his title. And I don't want that to sound like I'm trash-talking him, but it, you know I don't exactly like to watch it, but you know, he's the one getting those fat checks and a gold belt, so I, who am I to knock it? But I just don't enjoy watching it. And don't you, well, don't you think that Till hasn't like faced a wrestler like Woodley? People forget that Woodley is a four-time All-American wrestler, has got a great double-leg, great blast double, strong guy. Right. I kind of think I could see him just holding him down for a lot of, a lot of the fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... and, and Honestly, that's probably what's going to happen. And even if he can't take him down, which I don't see him having a hard time doing, unfortunately, but even the threat of a takedown is enough. I mean, it's, it really opens up everything else. If Darren, Darren Till wants to, walk, he wants to march forward across the cage and start you know, throwing hammers, and if he, if he thinks that Tyron Woodley has the ability to take him down, that's going to make him hesitate to, to fight the way that he wants to fight. So, you know, I think that it's going to be a very similar fight to, like, your Stephen Thompson versus Till, or, yeah, Stephen Thompson versus Till and Thompson versus uh, Tyron. I, I just don't, I think it's going to be this weird chess match and no one's, you know, one guy's going to fight like they're afraid and the other one's going to be happy that he is. Yeah, I actually wrote Woodley uh, was a pound over but then lost it by taking the chip off his shoulder. And, uh, and like, <laughs> yeah, that's I, part of my issue with Woodley, too, man. I don't have any problem with him. Like, I don't dislike Tyron Woodley, but I do dislike listening to him talk. Uh, he's he just like, come on, man. Like, what are you bitching about? You're the champion of the world. You got a job with Fox. You, you had a great wrestling career. You're, you're, you know, you're royalty at, at the University of Missouri. You're a young, black, athletic, good-looking guy like what the fuck are you complaining about all the time like uh, and, and, and and if he feels slighted and, and that's how he motivates himself or whatever but you know from a fucking half black kid that lives in nebraska that got made fun of his whole life and struggled and limped his way through the game like i i don't want to listen to you complain you know yeah yeah i understand i but i also think that's like like what you said what that's what motivates him i think if he if he starts feeling like he's like he's made it, he's he's worried maybe he's going to be complacent and then he'll he'll start losing. I think certain people need that, you know, they need that. Uh, I agree that attitude. Now, I mean, like I said, now I was uh, reading about you again today. I didn't realize you dropped out of high school. That must. Uh, how hard was yeah, that on yeah, your I mom? On my mom? Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, she 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 struggled a lot. You know, I I wasn't a very, I wasn't a very good kid you know like i never treated anybody bad or or disrespect anybody i wasn't out robbing and stealing and you know i wasn't doing that shit but i was out partying my balls off and didn't give a shit about school and and once i got kicked off the wrestling team that was kind of my whole world so i just there was no reason for me to be in school anymore and so other, dropping out was the least of her worries at that point in my life why did they get kicked off the wrestling team um it was just some stupid shit with the coach i, I don't even remember exactly what it was but essentially it was partying and, and getting in trouble right well i mean look where you are now man i mean for a guy who dropped out of high school and like you said you know coming from nothing and now you're ranked number what like 
eight in the world and you got three kids and a beautiful wife. I mean, you've, you really should be proud of yourself. Not, not complacent, but very yeah. proud of yourself, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I try. I try not to look back too much. You know, I, I try to keep my eyes focused forward. But every once in a while, it's all right to just kind of peek in the rearview mirror and just remember where you came from and remember where you don't want to go again. Absolutely. That's, that's how I am. That's how my wife's always like, why do you work so hard? I'm like, because I remember like having to look through my, my couches for change to pay for food. You know, and I, I remember right. like having negative $980 in my account and having to like ask and beg and borrow from my friends and stuff. So I never want to have to go back there. I think some people like my, some people that don't have that, they don't realize how fucked up it is and how much they don't want to go back there. You know? Right. No, I'll never go back. You know, I, I tell this story every once in a while. You know, people ask what motivates me. And, and like, kind of like you said, like, why do you work so goddamn hard? And I remember uh, my wife being uh, eight, eight and a half months pregnant, and we had no money, like zero fucking dollars. Like, I, I, fighting was, I was still fighting, but it wasn't doing very well at the time. And uh, we had to, like, use chains to buy stuff for spaghetti because you know, spaghetti is pretty cheap and you can, <clears throat> you can eat off of it for a while, but we had no money like, to even eat. And I was too embarrassed to even go in with her to buy the spaghetti with chains. So I sent in my eight and a half month pregnant girlfriend at the time to go buy spaghetti so that we can eat. And I couldn't even, I didn't, I wasn't even man enough to go with her and do it. Uh, and like that's the shit I think about. I'll never go back to that shit. That will never ever fucking happen. <laughs> that's why you're so good though, man. That's why like in the third round when you're down two nouns to nothing, all of a sudden you're throwing these crazy elbows that are people are still not even waking up from. Uh Brandon Davis versus <laughs> right. Zabit. I look I like Brandon Davis. Uh, he beats a lot of guys that I don't think he's gonna beat, but Zabit is a killer. A straight killer. He is. He is, man. I I, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna have a lot of problems with him, uh, especially Davis coming in short notice too, right? Yep. Didn't have that. Zabit's a hard dude to beat on a full training camp. I mean, I don't know. That's, I, I just see that being a really, a really tall task uh, coming in short notice. Jessica Andrade versus Carolina Kowalich. Who do you like that that one? Oh, uh, Carolina. I'm gonna go with Carolina. I think that she had one of the closest fights with Joanna uh, that anyone had, other than Rose. So. Uh, I think that she she's a really really good story. Didn't Carolina beat Joanna in like a kickboxing match when they were amateurs? Yes. Or when they were before they fought MMA? Yep. I just think she's gonna be long and and be a sniper and and you know kind of do exactly what Joanna did to, to Andrade. Yeah, Andrade is like a little Anderson Silva, but she has no plan B. No, no, she, she's like a she's like a the female John Lineker. Yeah, yeah. Either she knocks you out. Or she gets confused. Uh, Abdul Razak yeah, Al Hassan. Uh, you know that guy? He's fighting. What was that fight? Abdul Razak Al Hassan versus Nico Price. Uh, I think Nico Price. Yeah. Al Hassan's pretty tough, but uh, Nico Price is kind of coming into his own a little bit. He's, he's seemed to figure his stride out. Uh, Carla Esparza hey, versus crafty. Tatiana Suarez. I'm going to go with Carla. Really? I'm going to go with Carla. And I, uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are probably going to pick Carla, but I, I really think that I think Carla beat uh, Claudia Gedalia. I, I, th- I thought she won that fight. She but, definitely hurt her. Uh, Car- Carla's kind of similar to, you know, like, it's, like no, no one really gives her a chance, but a lot of times she comes through. You know, I mean, 
Joanna kind of made her look stupid, but Joanna made a lot of people look stupid. You know what I mean? At the time, no one knew how good Joanna really was. Uh, but I, I think Carla's, I think I think Carla's figuring her own game out, and I and I really think that she's probably even though she lost the Gedalia fight, I think that she built a lot of confidence. Yeah, I think so to too. I think like that. Yeah, uh, Cody Stamen versus Aljamain. Gotta go with Aljo, man. Yeah, I thought Cody lost to Caraway too. I was at that fight. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think Aljo wins too. John Dodson versus Jim Rivera. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dodson. I'm gonna go with Dodson. That that dude's good, man. I I like him a lot too. But I think he's just fast and he's, he's tricky. It's, it's hard to it's hard to get a hold of, you know. And, and I don't know, man. Jim Rivera is a really tough dude, but he's coming off a knockout. And Dodson's a tough guy to come into a fight with if you're. He, he hits so hard. It's uh, Charles Bird versus Darren Stewart. Uh, Stewart. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about either one of those guys. I Me mean, neither. Uh, Diego Lionheart Sanchez against Craig White. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about his opponent, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Diego. Yeah. Are you and Diego cool now? Yeah, we're cool. We're cool. We've we, we've hung out and, and talked over it a couple times. Okay, good, good, good. good. Uh, Jim, so he's, but he's the nightmare. He's the nightmare. He's, oh, good, he's, good, he's good. Yeah, yeah. That was his best one. Uh, Jim Miller versus Alex White. Uh, Jim Miller. Ooh, Alex White is. God damn, that dude is tough, man. He is tough as fuck. But he's not necessarily the most skilled guy in the world. And I think Jim Miller's equally as tough, just better, better. He's just more technical, I think. You're you're always you're, you're picking all the OGs. I like it. You're, you're you're going for the old school. Well, honestly, when I put my bet in for the weekend, I actually picked a five team a five teamer of all underdogs. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Irene Aldana versus Lucy Pudilova. Um, I don't know. Next one, one Jared Brooks versus Roberto <laughs> Sanchez. The monkey got knocked himself out his last fight. Who did the uh, the Jared Brooks? He was fighting. Um, uh, Shorty Torres, remember? And he like he knocked himself out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and who's he fighting? Roberto Sanchez. Who looks like looks like Jesus? Uh, I don't know who he is either. But so. let's go. No, I don't know that guy. But I'm gonna pick Jared Brooks. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to. I like the monkey guy. Yeah, he's a good fighter. He just he just got caught. I mean, have you ever knocked? Yeah, your, have you ever knocked yourself out ever? Yeah, in training. Well, not knock myself out, but I've I've rocked myself before. And what what like? I was actually shooting a takedown. Really? It was weird. Like I yeah, with my head on the inside, and I, it was I, I don't know. It was just like kinked my neck kind of weird, and like I just like went all numb for a second. It was weird. Now, are you still going to compete in those submission grappling tournaments? Yeah, yeah. As long as I can get some time, I just don't. I just haven't had much time in between fights since then. Uh, I'd like to get a rematch with all homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were doing good in that. I think until you you, you, you just yeah, got I was, caught. I was totally dominating him on top. Not dominating, but I was definitely controlling him. And then I, someone in the crowd said something like, "Like I thought it was the time." So I thought someone just was giving the time, and they said thirty seconds. So then, like probably ten or fifteen seconds go by, and he jumps that triangle. And instead of def- there's a big difference in defending or resisting. When it comes to submissions, yeah. So I was just resisting, thinking like there's probably only got to be like 13 or 14 seconds left. 
someone, whoever had said the time, it was like a minute 30. So I guess I missed the minute part. So I was still a minute in. And by, by the time I just realized that I didn't have enough time, uh, it was already too late. And, and he's quick, man. He, he's good. He's definitely, he's really, really good. But uh, I think it was a more my mistake than, than him just kind of, it's not like he trapped me or tricked me. You know, I, I, I kind of fucked myself. Now, I know when you lose a fight, fight, you get like super bombed, obviously. You know, you take it to heart. You, you think, what could I have done better? When you lose a submission grappling event, do you, do you take it to heart? Do you really get upset? Or are you just like, ah, this is all kind of new to me. Who cares? Uh, well, I mean, I was definitely disappointed. But at the end of the day, it, I loved jiu-jitsu and it was fun. The experience was cool. Uh, and, and he was a decent dude, man. I mean, he's kind of a fucking clown every once in a while. Even still, <laughs> even now, even still, like, he'll hit me up like on Instagram, like, hey, man, good luck. And then, like, you'll go to his Instagram and he's like, man, I beat that dude's ass. <laughs> you, know? Like, he's, you know, he's 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 a funny dude, man. And he's kind of a character. So, I mean, it was fun. The whole idea was fun. But I mean, but you also have to know in a fight you would murder that guy. So that's what I'm saying. Is it kind of like, okay, oh, you sure. beat me in jiu-jitsu, but if this was a real fight, I would have killed you. Right, right. And, and, and I think he knows that as well. So it... As long as he knows it, then I'm good with it, man. He he taught me, you know. I I I made a mistake. He took advantage of it, and, and eventually we'll run into each other again. I know we we had Phil Baroni on on Monday. Uh, he's looking for an opponent uh, in any kind of EBI or submission grappling. I ha- fair warning. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he uh, if he's taking substances or not. I believe uh, he's on. You know, uh, well, he needs to, he needs to take them all. So, what, can you imagine what Phil Baroni would look like without steroids? So, so would you would you accept his challenge? Yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, all right. So you you heard it here, guys. Anthony Smith versus Phil Baroni, and uh, now he 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 wants to do that like grappling with like strikes where you where you could you could like smack people in the head with that. Oh man, <laughs> that's what he wants. He wants that. Yeah, that's what he wants. With me. With anybody. He says he'll take anyone in the world. Man. No, not you. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, you're in the anybody category. Like, he said... Oh, right. He, uh, man. I mean, I, yes, absolutely. I would definitely do that. But I would feel so terrible about it afterwards. Why? He says he's the bear. He's the, I mean, according to him, jiu-jitsu is a bunch of... I know, but I'm a, I'm a, Phil, I'm a Phil Baroni fan. I would... Yeah. Well, you want me to spend 10 minutes bitch laughing? That'd be terrible. <laughs> now, he's fighting Chris Lieben in bare knuckle boxing uh, in three... In like four oh. weeks. Who do you think could win that? I'll watch that shit. I will watch that. Probably, probably Chris Lieben. That guy—he's uh, like a uh, superhero of chins. So you think he'll beat uh, Phil Baroni in bare knuckle boxing? He's huge. Yeah, I think he'll beat Phil in bare knuckle boxing. He should. I don't know, man. Especially if they're not testing. You know, this is a different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Phil, Phil's got. Well, I don't know. Phil must have the same connection as John Hanks. That shit. <laughs> You got the good shit. Uh, now Chuck versus Tito are fighting November. I think t- November in uh, yeah in the, the LA Forum. Uh, who do you think wins that one? Damn Tito, I'd imagine. You see that video of Chuck Liddell hitting Pat? It wasn't very good. Oh my god, it was sad. No, I just wish it wasn't happening. So, I so do I. Happening. No, I heard Dale Ahoy yesterday on. Uh, he was on Luke Thomas' show talk about how he's, he's trying to build superstars, which is like kind of weird that, he's, yeah. that he does it with this. But he says he wants to get MMA fighters paid more, which is why he's doing this. Do you think that's actually true? No. 
No, I, I, I think that he's in a dick swinging competition with Dana White. And I think he's in an argument with Dana White that Dana White's not involved in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think that Dana really gives a shit about anything that Delahoy For some reason, Austin thinks that Dana says. Yeah. And, uh, and he doesn't. And he's not going to pull in. There's no way Oscar Del Hoy is going to pull any big names out of the UFC. It's just not going to happen. Well, they got uh, Gleason Tebow. He's on the undercard. But I'm not sure. Like, if I, said, like I said, they're <laughs> not going to pull any big names out of the UFC. No. I like Gleason. He was around for a long time, but he didn't really beat anybody significant, and he failed for steroids. So, I mean, it. Yeah, there's a reason he's not in the UFC anymore, you know. Of course, uh, McGregor versus Khabib. But, but but like you know, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get any guys that are like how they pull you know Bellator pulls over like relevant big name dudes like Rory McDonald or no one's gonna leave the UFC. <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna leave the UFC to go to this unknown thing that Boston don't really have going on, unless those checks are really really fat. But I I just don't I don't see that you know. Well, Phil Baroni turned it down to do bare knuckle boxing, so. Just so you, you know, that might show you how much you're actually. Man, I heard I heard today Chris Liebman was getting paid like a hundred grand to do that bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> that can't be true. You think that's true? I don't know. I mean, it got Chris Liebman out of bed, so <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, you don't want to stiff. You don't want to fuck over bare knuckle boxers. You know, those you don't bounce checks on them like those guys. So whatever they say, they're getting paid. They're probably getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. So I mean. I mean, good for them. I mean, definitely good for Chris Lieben. I mean, yeah, fucking get it if you can. Get it if you can. You know, I, I, that's, I just didn't know what they were really like. Uh, Khabib versus McGregor. Who do we like in that? Fuck, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with McGregor. I think that I think I think Khabib is obviously the better fighter overall. I think he's more skilled in more areas, but I think that his biggest hole is Connor's biggest strength and, and that's not even a striking it's the it's the distance management khabib is awful at managing distance he he takes a lot of shots on his way in he, his entries are, are are sloppy and connor connor dominates everybody in that middle range and in, in, in their entries and exits and he manages the distance better than anybody in the world and he's accurate so i i think that i don't think khabib's ever had to deal with someone who can manage the distance as well as connor does I know. If you, if you go back and watch Conor fight and ignore the punches and the kicks and all that bullshit and watch people's reaction to how Conor moves, it's not even so much his movement. It's the distance that he fights them from. You know, like I, you, can, you can almost watch it and tell that they feel like they're safe and then one step is all it takes and Conor is, is wobbling people. You know what I mean? I do that a lot. Like I'll go back and watch different fights and I'll watch things other than what most people would be watching. And I, you go watch Conor fight and just ignore the punches and the kicks and, and, and watch how people react to the way that he moves. People are lost when they're in front of him. My friend said he, I was at AKA last week, though. Um, Khabib was going against Luke Rockhold, and it was, it was uh, you know, very, very competitive, if not even, and that uh, they brought in Rockhold back, I guess, to kind of emulate what Conor does. You think that could really help? Yeah, definitely good. Definitely dealing with... That's about the only thing you can do to to try to get better at managing that distance is bringing someone that's extremely long and tall and, and, and instead of, because you can't find anyone that moves like Connor or that manages distance like that. The only way you can make up that ground is to find someone that's long so that them being long almost, almost emulates that, that distance change. Right. So it's a good idea. It's a really good idea. 
And it's like, I want Khabib to win just like on pure heart and like who I like is better as a person, who I think is a better human being. But, right. but I don't, you know, but I just worry that Khabib keeps his chin straight up and that Connor yep. hits harder than everybody else in that division. And it's, one of the, it's, and it's almost like when girls are like, oh, I'm fighting Cyborg. And I always talk to him. I go, she hits so hard. Oh, well, I train with guys and that hit really hard too. And then after the fight, it's like, I've never been hit that hard in my life. It's the same. Th- <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. Like, hey, that, yeah, that's funny. I mean, this happened people with Leslie Smith. With, 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 people did the same thing with Hector. They said, hey, man, he hits really, really hard. And then I, I, I'm that dumb chick. Like, I've been hit hard before. <laughs> And then after the fight, even though I won the fight, I'm in the back. Like, Jesus Christ, that guy hits hard. Yeah, yeah. And Hector's got another fight coming up, which I'm happy for. He's fighting. Who's he fighting? I think he's fighting. Well, I want to say Tiago Santos, I think. Uh, no, Tiago's fighting. Remember, he bumped up to, 20, to 205. All right, so let me see. Take, Hector Lombard is fighting someone. He's fighting. Uh, hold on. Let me, there you go. I, I happen to like Hector a lot. He gets, he gets a bad rap, and people like talk a lot of shit about him but i don't know i'll <laughs> hector's always been like a, a really like a, a good guy to me and uh right which is all i can really base it on uh but yeah hold on hector lombard is fighting hold on but uh you know they keep guys you know hector's hasn't been that successful in his last couple fights but they 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 keep him around you know and i think it's because right he's, well, he's popular yeah 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 yeah, he's he's he is, even even when even if he's losing, it's exciting. He's fighting Talos Latus. Oh, he's gonna beat Talos Latus' ass. <laughs> he will, right? He should. Yeah, he definitely should. And that fight—that's fight. That's, fight, that's next Saturday. Him, and I don't know anybody. I wonder how many takedowns. I wonder how many takedowns Hector Lombard's given up in his career. Not many. I bet it's less than five. I mean, Hector's one of those guys that like. He also, imagine he was in the UFC during his prime. You know, I think that we would right. he would have a lot more fans, or people would really get behind him because there was a while when he went on that like, like eighteen fight winning streak, where he was just yeah, murdering all by people. knockout. <laughs> yeah, just fucking crazy, crazy. Uh, so uh, last pick, Ch- Fedor or Chael? Who, who do you think wins that one? Chael. Really? Why? My main man. Yeah, my main man, Chael. Because I, I, it doesn't matter who Chael's fighting. I'm always, I'm always picking Chael. But I think he also has a legitimate shot of beating Fedor in this one. I mean, he just Fedor has not looked very good his last. Is like even even no. that fight with well, and, 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 and Shale's got the he's got the threat, he's got the takedown threat, which is going to slow Fedor's striking down. To, it has to if he doesn't respect the fact that Shale's a dominant wrestler, he's just going to get taken down with ease. And and I think Shale's takedown threat is what makes him so dangerous. He doesn't even have to take you down. That's what I was getting at earlier. If you just know that he can, it's it, it matters, you know. So. I, I think that Chael's going to slow Fedor down. I think that he's, yeah, like you said, Fedor hasn't looked great. And, uh, you know, I think Chael's going to clinch him and weigh on him and be heavy and, and, and drag him into deep water. And, and I think that's how it goes. Which would be crazy because then we got uh, Bader versus Mitrione. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'd say Mitrione all day. But if Bader wins, then it's Chael versus Bader versus, for the heavyweight <laughs> Peltor championship. Yeah, right. Which is crazy. <laughs> well, two guys that f- could fight at 85 are now the heavyweight champion, yeah. which is not even 205ers, like 85ers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, listen, Anthony Smith, yeah. uh, good luck in your upcoming fight, main event. 
Uh, tell us when it is, where you can watch it, what's going on. Uh, it's, it's the main event uh, of UFC Fight Night in Moncton, Canada, October 27th. And uh, you guys can follow me on my social media. I, my Twitter is at Lionheart Smith, and my Instagram is Anthony Smith UFC. So tune in, check it out. I think it's going to be a barn burner, and I think it's going to be uh, an ex- another exciting finish. Well, thank you for everything, brother. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Thank you, Lionheart. Listen, people. Sexual performance issues, a lot more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. That's most of our listeners. You guys are young and not getting it up. I'm telling you, this is, that's a, not a good thing. Not a good thing. And over 40% of men by age 40 to struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. That's the worst. I'm, you, you get a girl or a guy, you're excited. You're like, oh, this is going to be a great night. I'm going to have sex. I finally am going to get laid. And boom, nothing. Ugh. And why do guys turn to weird and solutions or do nothing? They can turn to medicine and science. Come on, people. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. They connect you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat erectile dysfunction. I'm telling you, well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. ED can come. It comes, and all of a sudden, your penis is like, Ugh. Well, now 4 got you covered. It's erectile without a dysfunction. It's hard made easy. Say hello to your little friend. Go to Hims for a month. Uh, you could try it for a month for just $5. We'll get you started for just 5 bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash MMA Roasted. That's MMA Roast E-D. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA Roast E-D. 4 slash MMA Roast E-D. Okay, so we are talking to Rachel Blaze. And uh, Rachel is a, a former ring girl. She's a MMA. She's into the MMA scene. Hello, this is Rachel Blaze. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. Uh, so I was saying, I was looking you up. You were a, a ring girl slash radio host Slash, you do a lot for the kids, for MMA kids. Talk to me. What do you? What exactly do you do? <laughs> well, I'm a uh, media personality. I've been in the business for a little over. Gosh, it's been over ten years. Wow. Um, yeah. I now I'm into more modeling and acting, and um, obviously. Yeah, so um, it's been a long ride. Yeah, I started off as a ring girl, didn't really particularly care for it. Um, thought that there was something more I could do, and, and voila, it was. So it turned into uh, developing a nonprofit for children and uh, fighters. So fighters rights. <laughs> nice. That's that's very nice of you. Yeah, I saw that you had like, because I, I Googled your name, and then all these hot pictures came up of you with your... Uh, you know, uh, your great body. And then, and then I said that you were trying to do things for the kids that you were trying to, uh, now do you like walk around and then they, they like see you and then they get, they get hot and then try to beat up their friends or something. Is that what happens? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I hope not. Oh. I don't want anybody beating up anybody's friends, but oh, okay. it's a possibility. Oh, okay. Oh, kids are awesome. Kids are awesome. Now, of course. And now, um, now we're talking. It's a serious matter. Uh, so what I what I what I read about is that you got breast implants about ten years ago, which um, which look yes. and then 
since then, it, it was some kind of a horrible surgery. You've been sick. You feel like you're going to die. You have rashes. You, you're gaining weight. Uh, just horrible things have been happening since your breast implants. Yes, yes. Actually, it's, it's been 11 years. Um, and it, I didn't really put two and two together and realize that I was reacting to them right away after I had surgery. So it wasn't until probably about seven, eight years ago when I got really, really sick, um, 25 doctors later, we could not figure out what was going on. I had high inflammation, um, all these different symptoms have arisen, and never could correlate that it was the breast implant until a year ago when I was approached by a woman on Facebook um, who asked me if I had breast implants, and I said, yes, I do referred me to a huge group now. Um, back then when I joined the group, Healing Breast Implant Illness for Nicole, um, her group was at 23,000 women. Today, it's over 50,000 women. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be real honest. In the very, very beginning, I was in complete denial um, that my breast implants were making me sick, just obviously. If we think that uh, the FDA has, has them approved. Um, surgeons are advocating for them. You want to believe and think that they are completely safe. Um, come to my knowledge and all the research and all the reports uh, from pathology, um, it tells you that they are finding silicone particles in women's bodies, lymph nodes, um, breast milk, and that babies who are nursing from their mothers who have breast implants are also infected with silicone in their system. Well, that's not good because my wife has implants and she's breastfeeding. Uh, but they, yes. But they told her that the doctor said it's fine. So you're saying it's not good? Exactly. No, it is not good. It is now, if you look on Nicole's website, she has pathology reports um, that now tells us a different story, but we've learned that the FDA and most of the breast implant, in fact, all of the breast implant um, companies have withheld certain studies. In fact, they only were doing short-term studies when they should have been doing long-term studies, and the FDA accepted it as that, but now there are so much documentation um, Breast implants aren't rupturing in women's bodies. They are disintegrating. They are melting in women's bodies. This is not good. So, so we're trying to get your tits off you, right? Basically, like the, we're trying to get your boobs away? Yes. I, yes. I, right now, there is a, a GoFundMe. We had a t-shirt campaign with Grenstyle that ended yesterday. Um, right now, there's a GoFundMe to raise funds to have the surgery. It is not a cheap surgery. Um, you have to go to, there's only probably about a handful of specialists that only do an explant surgery. When they do the explant, they have to remove the, the scar tissue, which is the capsule around the implant. Otherwise, if they don't, you're going to remain sick. And when they're finding out when they go into the surgery and they're removing these breast implants, they have grown into the rib cage. Oh. They have to now scrape the rib cage to get them removed appropriately. If they don't remove them with the whole capsule and the whole implant, and if you get a surgeon that says, oh, we'll just pop it, and then we'll just take it out then. No, 
You don't want a surgeon to do that because now you have all of those chemicals, which are over 40 toxic chemicals that are leaking into your body. So how much is this surgery? Um, Dr. Chun is about $15,000 and he is in, he is in California. This is not something that I had expected or anticipated because when I got my breast done, I was told, oh, your breast will be just fine. If you have a rupture done, that's when you need to have them replaced. Um, there was nothing ever told to me that you could develop any type of autoimmune diseases, rashes, or you could be sick. We've lost over 250 women to breast implant illness. We just lost a baby who was breastfeeding um, with her, you know, obviously with her mom. And doing the pathology test results on the baby, they found silicone in the baby system. Uh, all right. So, so how, much, how much have we raised this, so far for, uh, for your breast removal? Um, right now, on my GoFundMe, we're at $2,500. Just, just about $2,500. Okay. But, and, and then with the T-shirts? Um, the T-shirts, if... If all goes well and Grunstown honors what they said, it would be about $2,500. All right. So we need, we need, we need $10,000 left. Now, I, now your, insurance, yes. your insurance doesn't cover this? No. Insurance does not cover it. The reason why is it is an elective surgery. They do not recognize breast implant illness as an illness, um, along with the medical field, because I've been trying to get my... my all of my doctors to declare it a medical emergency, but because it's not in their medical journals, they don't recognize it as breast implant illness. So the majority of like your holistic naturopath doctors, oh yes, they'll tell you a completely total different story and tell you, yes, those are dangerous. You need to get them out. However, I just released an article um, on the FCA from the Huffington Post who just said that the FCA declared that all breast implants are considered dangerous. Now, do you think that guys, they're not, uh, they're not um, listing it as a, as a real illness because people like looking at them? Yes, I get that all the time. Or you get the egotistical man that says, well, you're the dumbass that put them in you. Right. Well... That's not fair. No. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, and I'm a pretty intelligent person, and I think that I made a sound decision by going with saline implants, but not knowing that the outside, the outer shell was made out of silicone. Well, we all know that silicone disintegrates. It will melt. It's not technically supposed to be in a woman's body or anybody's, because um, obviously you've got cheek implants, foot implants, calf implants, men are getting implants. Um they're all dangerous. They're all medical devices that have not been completely run through the course of testing. Um, and that's the sad part is what we're finding out with like companies such as Allergan. I filed a complaint with the FDA. The FDA sent the information to Allergan, which is a breast implant company. I have the letter to this day. Allergan sent me a demand letter telling me I need to return my breast implants as soon as I have surgery. Now tell me why a breast implant Ill, or breast implant company wants my breast implants because they don't want me to file a lawsuit, which I plan on doing after I have my surgery. Right. So okay. All right. So we need ten thousand dollars to get these boobs removed, uh, and then you're on a now you're warning people about the dangers of them. 
Um, Absolutely. I've lost followers because I come out with my story. I've had, I've had people criticize me, judge me. It's not going to stop me because you know what? I have a daughter that's 15 and I don't want young daughters. All of us have daughters at some point or know somebody, a young woman are getting breast implants at 18 and 17 years old. Parents are buying breast implants for their kids. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, my, my, daughter, my daughter's not getting them until she's at least 20. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not going to. But go on. It's awful. And, and now there are more natural remedies like fat transfers so they can suck all the fat out of your body and stick them in your boobs. And now you have these nice voluptuous boobs, but with the fat transfer, you have to do it multiple times. So it's not just, and it's about $25,000 for a, a breast, um, you know, for a fat transfer. Yeah. I, you know what? I mean, I've never been more, I, I mean, look, I like boobs, whether they're small, big, huge. It's just, yeah. it's, I'm more of a face guy anyway, because boobs come and go, but like the face is really what's a, I'm more of a face guy. Yes. You know, I mean, yes, they do. And I agree with you. We have such. Right now, there's such this body image that big boobs are going to get you this big modeling career, which is what I was told, and that, you know, was not necessarily the, the case. Um, you know, people think that boobs are going to get you all these likes and all of these. It's going to attract the wrong people. Yeah. And, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. These boobs are heavy. They're heavy. They hurt my back. They hurt my shoulders. They are um, not fun. Um, you may like it when you're younger and then when you get a little bit older, you're just like, oh my God, I'm so done because now you're spending over a hundred dollars for bras. You are now having indentations in your shoulders from your big boobs. Uh, yeah. And then how often do you even titty bang anyway? I mean, I probably got it three times my whole life. You know, it's a, people think, oh, you could like titty bang if you have implants, but not really because they're, they're kind of stiff anyway. Yeah, you have to. Come oh up. yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. you can, there's all kinds of things you could do, but honestly, those are made out of silicone too, and I would not want anything silicone next to my body at all. Right, right. And I'm actually probably going to do a video with like a silicone, and I'm going to put a silicone in a sandwich and ask them, "Are you going to eat this?" Because this uh, is basically what we are eating inside our bodies. Yeah, oh, that's, um, that's disgusting. That's horrible. And and if you heat it up to a certain temperature, it's going to melt, and and even. Our body temperatures are much higher than an average, you know, if you're going to heat it up like you're going to cook it, yeah, our body yeah. temperatures are hotter. Yeah, I, I would, so I would never cook it, anyone's tits. No, go ahead. So, so what yeah, do you... Yeah, I know. So I'm just like... Yeah, it's bad. I'm hoping that I'm, I'm, I'm spreading enough awareness. I've had women in boxing say, oh my God, I have 28 of those symptoms. I had no idea. Wait, so what are some of these symptoms? Like, what, what, what are some of these symptoms that you have? Oh my gosh, I have hair loss, I have skin rashes, I have burning from the inside out of my body. Um, I had a mini stroke, I've had um, staph infections, I've had sinus surgery because my sinuses are inflamed and full of staph infections. Um, I've had eye infections, swelling of the face, swelling of the body, um, hormonal issues, a lot of women are experiencing infertility, can't get pregnant while they have um, implants. Oh, my God. Um, That's like a typical Thursday I'm, for Phil Baroni, by the way, all, the, all these symptoms. But go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been diagnosed with lupus. We thought it was lupus. And then the labs have returned to somewhat normal. So I'm not, oh, my gosh. I can tell you that I became a drug pharmacy at my house. In fact, I'm going to take a picture of all the medications that all these different specialists put me on. 
it's crazy. I finally said I've had enough. It's not working. I'm not taking anything. I get muscle aches, joint aches. They want to shove opiates and narcotics down my throat. And I'm like, absolutely not. Hmm. Give me CBD oil. Give me some marijuana. Look, I'm not an advocate for it, but I'm at the point where I'm not going to become addicted to your pills. Of course. Um, and so it's, it's excruciating pain. There are good days where I could put on makeup and look somewhat normal. And I'm like, but wait, you don't look like you're sick. I have an internal war going on inside my body. I'm in constant pain. Um, joints get stiff. You almost feel like you're a 90 or 100-year-old woman. Oh, it's, it's like Hendo. And, Let's go on. Right. And I'm, no, I'm nowhere even near that or even remotely close to that. So at, at the time of my life or at this moment, I should be jumping all over the place yeah, and, and the prime of my life. And no, I spend the majority of my time in bed. I'm chronically fatigued. Um, I barely can, you know, take care of my daughter. So things are, it's hard. And I was right before I got really sick. Let's just go a little way back before I got breast implant. I was 117 pounds, 10% body fat. I worked out in the gym. I was athletic wise. Um, I was doing some training and boom, I went to a modeling agency. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this. And they're like, oh no, your breasts are ill proportional. And you're like, well, what, what, what does that mean? Well, you're not going to get too many modeling jumps because your breasts are not bam, you know? So what did I do? I did my research. I went to 17 different surgeons, finally picked one, had my breasts done, um, got modeling gigs and, and thought life was great. And then all of a sudden, life wasn't so great anymore. I've lost over seven years of my life. Now, and I cannot get back. Uh, and so now I'm trying to turn this into a positive by helping other women and young ladies with body positive images of themselves. Yes. Honestly, yes. I want J-Lo boobs. I want cute little small little boobs. Yeah. I do not want big boobs. I want none of that. <laughs> well, listen, we have to help, guys. We have to get rid of your tits. So, guys, where can people f give money so you could lose these, these, these boobs? Because they're obviously the tatas getting in the way. These, you know, these fun bags, no good. These are non-fun bags. How could we get rid of them? I'm sorry, what was your question, Adam? How could we help get rid of your fun bags or non-fun bags? Oh, my, oh my goodness. Go fund me. So when, when you post the link to the show, I will go ahead or I can send you a link to my GoFundMe. And with that, um, anybody can donate. I have a PayPal account if you want to donate to my PayPal. Some people want to privately donate. And so I offer my PayPal account if that is their choice. Um, it's, it's a little more expensive. If I fly out to California, I have to stay there for two weeks. So I will have drains in my breast, which means I'll have to be in a hotel. I'll have to eat. I have to get to and from the doctor. And then I have to fly home. So... I'm I'm trying to pick up those costs myself. Well, well we have a co-host named I'm sure there's a guy there's a guy named Ween Dog who's our co-host. He'd probably have you stay with him and his parents if you want. He's a little freaky. Oh, that would that would be awesome. I'm super hilarious to get along with. I'm a comedian oh. myself. So. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> Ween Dog will love you. He's, he's into he's a really really nice guy. He's into some great things. Uh, he's not creepy at all. So yeah, I think I think oh you my and Ween Dog that would be so amazing. Yeah, I, the GoFundMe, I'll send you the link, Adam. Um, it's under Rachel Blaze, R-A-C-H-E-A-L-B-L-A-Z-E. -E. Um, 
the total amount that we needed to raise is 15000 and we're going to go from there, and we're going to keep plugging. But um, if I don't get the surgery, the end result is not a good one. It is not a positive one. My daughter um, only has known me for her 15 years of life, and um, I don't know what would happen to my daughter if I didn't make it. So that is the end result. Well, we're going to help. Roasted fans, listen, help this girl. She's a really good for. She's a good person. She contributed a lot to mixed martial arts. She helps inspire kids. Helps train people. You've banged a couple fighters, right? Um, I have not. I, honestly, I have not. I have consulted um, oh. with fighters and helped them fight for their rights. Oh, okay, so you've never slept with any any any, any of the guys. I heard you and CM Punk used to date or anything. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Our our baby actually helped me start this um, Save a Life um, promotion for breast implant illness. So our baby has a huge part of this, just as I do, and he's been an an amazing support person. If anybody knows who our baby is, I know you know. Of course, our baby's one Uh, of the founders of the UFC. Absolutely, and he just got um, in. uh, Oh my goodness into the Hall of Fame, finally, yes. which is amazing. Yes. But I wanted you to know that Art Davy is a huge support system for me, and he, he helped me get the strength to do it because I was like, oh, my God, I don't think I could go public with this. But I got the strength, and I did it, and it is what it is, and now I'm, I'm saving lives. Good. Rachel, you're, you're a great woman, and you're super hot. Google Rachel Blaze. Uh, make sure you cover the boobs because you don't want to look at those since it's causing all the pain. But just make sure you check her out. She's a hot, fiery redhead. Great waist. Good body. Great body, right? Beautiful face. Yes. Yeah, very hot girl. Have you ever hooked up with any fighters or dated any fighters? No, actually, I'm going to be real honest. I did not want to mix business with pleasure. And, and, and considering the fact that fighters were my business, I had no interest in, in dating any type, any fighters at all. all I right. did not mix that with my my job. Good, 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 good. Don't don't, uh, especially Bala Muhammad. That guy, that guy's a, that guy's a. He's very, he's a very thirsty guy. That guy. No, I'm kidding. He's a nice guy. Oh uh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Bilal Muhammad. Anyway, listen. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, this link will be up later tonight. Keep up the good fight. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, we'll have you back on, and uh, hopefully you'll get rid of these tits soon. Excellent. Thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate being on your show. Anytime, Rachel. Okay, listen, people. Thank you, uh, Rachel Blaze. Thank you, Lionheart Smith. If you want to advertise on the podcast, which includes Twitter shoutouts to over 73,000 people, hit me up, adamhuntercomedy at gmail.com. I will take care of it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. AdamHunterComedy at gmail.com. Advertise your business, your brand, your event coming up. Also, if you want to see me do comedy, I'll be at the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's uh, tonight, Friday, and Saturday, the, uh, the, the, the 8th, and Sunday the 9th. Uh, also at the Dime Bar, every Monday and Tuesday in L.A., I'm at the Carson Comedy Club in Rochester, New York with Jeremy Piven, September 20th and 21st. Laugh Lines in Vancouver, September 28th and 29th. The Funny Bone in Des Moines, October 5th to the uh, 6th and 7th. Uh, Also, I'm at Penguins Comedy Club in Cedar Rapids, October 12th. Diamond Joe Casino in Dubuque, September 10th, uh, October 10th. And uh, I'm at the Kansas City Improv, October 15th. 
Uh, and then the Looney Bin and uh, Looney Bin Saloon in Miami, Oklahoma, October 26th and 27th, and in Laughlin at the Edgewater Casino, November 2nd. Also, uh, if you shop on Amazon, go to adamhunter.comedy. Go to adamhunter.com first. Click on the Amazon link, and then get whatever you need. So if you shop on Amazon, which most of you guys do, just go to my link, adamhunter.com. Click on the Amazon link. And then go right to, and it, it takes three seconds, and you'll be helping out the podcast, helping out me, helping out just, just life in general. Uh, thank you guys so much. November 30th, I'm at the South Point Casino also in Las Vegas. And then that whole New Year's Eve, I will be at the Stratosphere uh, December 24th to December 30th at the uh, Las Vegas Stratosphere. Uh, yes, oh, so I hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Cool, 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 cool. Trap, Sonson, Trap, Sonson, Trap, Sonson, Trap, Donson, 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 Trap,